Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> what up, ladies and gentlemen? Hernan Cias here, host of the Business Bros podcast, and we got a special one for you today. I'm here with my co-host, the insurance bro, James Cias with Pipeline Insurance, and boy, oh boy, do we have a special one for sure. Uh, today's guest needs no introduction. Google his name and you will find nearly verbatim that he is the co-founder of Sports One Marketing, host of the Playbook podcast, is a top 100 business coach, three-time best-selling op- author, recipient of the Ellis Island Medal of Honor and, and has been honored by Variety as Sports Humanitarian of the Year. We are honored and privileged to have on the show with us today a man whose reputation precedes him and whose mission in life is to empower over 1 billion people to be happy. Joining the Business Bros Pod today, please welcome to the show none other than David Meltzer. Welcome to the show, sir. Hope you like the intro, David. I think we got me the business triplets now. This is all, I want to be part of the group. <laughs> That's how we roll. That's how we roll. Well, David, uh, you know, I want. I always like to get to know our guests uh, on a personal level. Can you tell me a little bit about you know what it was like uh, getting started for you and and before you know everything that you've achieved? How did you get there? What kind of what kind of person did you have to become to get there? You know, I was just driven to make money for one reason. And I'm not a big why person. I believe everyone knows their why. It's to help somebody or something. But my why was to buy my mom a house and a car because I grew up with six kids and a single mom. And the only time I wasn't happy was when there's financial stress of paying for food, car breaking down, dishwasher, something went wrong. And I had such an amazing mom who worked two jobs and packed my dinner in a paper bag and taught us values and happiness that I just wanted to be rich to buy her a house and a car. And so... Mm. I stayed laser focused. I learned to enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of that money. And the real lessons I learned were really more later on in life because I achieved my girls so, goals so early. I was a millionaire right out of law school, bought my mom a house and a car, raised millions of dollars in the Silicon Valley, became CEO of Samsung's first phone division, and then ran the most notable sports agency in the world. Money you know, was not a difficult thing for me to attract, but understanding the power of money and the understanding the the definition of money as a currency, an object of energy that I put into the flow, my relationship with money, those are the true lessons that I needed to learn and that really brought value to my life, that money doesn't buy happiness, it doesn't buy love, but it's important because it allows us to shop. And I learned to shop for the right things with my money. That's really the difference. You know, one of the things I've learned uh, in getting to know a lot of different people in the different ranges of success is how, uh, how grateful they are for some of the little things in life and how vulnerable they are to share what it is that they've gone through. Um, 
for for example, like I, I don't pray very often. It's nothing something I don't talk about very often. I don't pray very often. It's not because I don't have a, a faith. It's just that when I pray, I find myself feeling really bad about ever asking for anything because I don't feel like I ever need anything. And I end up just saying thank you over and over and over again. Um, so, you know, I, I like to start, uh, you know, my conversations with, you know, thank you for, for, first of all, you know, having the time to come on the show. Um, you're somebody that a lot of people look up to as a mentor. You've been mentioned on, on our show quite a bit lately of people that, that you should aspire to, to be like. And so as a mentor, one of the things I wanted to ask you is when, when someone like myself or someone who's aspiring to be something, what's a question that we should be asking of our mentors when we have the opportunity to talk to them? I mean, that's, that's one of my biggest things. I'm thinking about, hmm, what am I going to ask David? I'm like, you know, one of the things I should ask him is what should I be asking people? Yeah, that's awesome. So I teach everyone to ask the two series of questions to anyone, especially your mentors. And the first series of questions, believe it or not, is how you can provide value or service to your mentor, right? You want to create a void. You want to create and make room for what you want. And you want to become an investment of your mentor. And it's more importantly to use the right questions to pick the right mentor. And it's real simple to pick a mentor. It's to pick somebody that sits in the situation that you want to be in, a specific area that you want to be in. For example, my mom is my mentor for raising children because she did such a phenomenal job, except for me. But my siblings <laughs> are But she, she was an amazing parent. I want to really emulate what she learned. But She's a horrible business person, right? So she's, she's not my business mentor. She's the one that told me when I got out of law school, you know, the internet's a fad. Don't you dare take this internet job, you know? <laughs> anyway, you know, so number one, choose the right mentor by sitting in the situation. Two, two series of questions. The first is how you can provide value and be of service to your mentor. And then the second series of questions, notice I said series of questions. That means open-ended and closed-ended questions to be more interested than interesting. So ask a series of questions of what your mentor can do for you, who they know, what they know, how they know it. Ask as many questions, series of questions that you can. Start with an open-ended question. An example of that would be, you know, tell me, David, what, what are you doing today? What has you most excited? What do you like about that? What don't you like about that? Then you can ask narrowing questions or closed-ended questions. Hey, would it help you if you got financing for you in this way? Hey, would it help you, you know, if you were able to get employees faster? Or, you know, when, should you take uh, investment after three months if you were in this situation? But always start broad with your mentors with really big questions to be more interested than interesting. Then narrow it down as you learn about them. And, and you'll start seeing that the universe is going to use all those questions to align what value that person has for you because you've made room by providing value to them. Is it different uh, that looking for the mentorship than it is maybe like speaking for sales? You know what I mean? Because that didn't sound very salesy at all. It sounded very like human. Like I actually care about what it is you are as an individual and what you have in mind. So understanding sales for me is a five-step process. One is how do I stimulate interest? Two, how do I transition that interest? Three, how do I share a vision? And then four, most importantly, how do I manage and develop the vision for value for both of us? And if I'm able to do so, that vision will thrive, meaning the person that I share the vision or sold to will sell other people for me organically, authentically, credibly will do so without me asking. And that's truly faith-based. And I share my faith like you, right? I, 
thank you is my biggest prayer, right? I pray to God and thank him for everything as well as pray for at least 10 people a day that I can help. Actually, I'm going to up that number to about 100 because I've been so blessed with this capability of video to help so many people. I got to make it more than 10 people. <laughs> uh, but more, moreover, un understanding you know, how we gather that information and how that information helps us and to be humble in asking for help. Uh, really, uh, I think changing that mindset has helped everyone, whether it's mentorship, whether it's partnership, whether it's friendship, uh, understanding the relative nature of what people can do for each other and making room for them uh, in that five-step process allows us to do that. Sales, look, I lived the first part of my life as a millionaire. I could oversell you, back-end sell you. I could lie to you, manipulate you, and cheat you out of what you have. I have that capability. In fact, not only do I have that capability and skills, it was born into me. It's a quantum, it's a quantum <laughs> memory. It's, a, it's inherited from great-grandparents to grandparents to parents to myself. People have quantum skills. Some people, you know, like LeBron James, were born with unbelievable athletic talent. I was born with unbelievable bullshit talent called salesmanship. Nice. It wasn't until I lost everything in my 30s and understood that I had other skill sets uh, that could provide value, that could ask for value, and that I could make more money, help more people, and have more fun by pursuing the truth, my potential, by being vulnerable, allowing and illuminating what I know and what I don't know, and all the different things that I was incapable of doing in the past. And now my life thrives because I stimulate interest, transition interest, share vision, and most importantly, manage and develop that vision so that people that work with me or, or are involved with me, they come on your show and they tell everyone, yeah, Dave Meltzer is someone I'd like to be like. Yeah, he absolutely is so far. I mean, just, you know, it, we talked a little bit about value a little bit earlier. Um, I've always noticed that uh, even with myself early on, even with myself today, I still carry this like, uh, imposter syndrome type thing. You know what I mean? Like, like if I'm going to go to someone like yourself and try to bring you value, sometimes I don't even know what my value is. You know what I mean? How can I, how does one really, uh, identify what that value is and then, and then be willing to accept that, that gift that you're giving back of, you know, let me, let me instruct you. Let me guide you. Let me help you. Let me advise you. That is a wicked smart question, my friend, because <laughs> that is the essence of what most people have. Uh, they have a problem with receiving. They have a problem with worthiness. And because they haven't practiced asking a series of questions to find out what it is that you want to know, what value that you can provide, what value they can provide to you. The only way to find out, because we're not mind readers, at least most of us aren't, is if the more interested we are, then we can become interesting. The more interested we are, the more we'll find out what the next question is. And, you know, it's so important to be confident in the fact that I don't know what I don't know. It's so mm -hmm. important to be worthy of everything I receive. Once I shifted the paradigm that everything, you know, initially I grew up with nothing. So I lived in a world of not enough, right? Which made me a victim, right? People that live in a world of not enough, there's not enough for me. I'm a victim. Everybody else was born with, you know, parents that made money. They, everybody else has a dad, whatever it may be. Then I moved into the world of just enough, right? Millions of dollars, but it was just enough, right? Everything happens for me. I'm a total optimist. Uh, people that live in a world of 
just enough. They never really give. They're always trading. Even when I was generous uh, in my earlier years, it was always with some sort of conditions or judgments tied to it, right? I'd give mm. charities as long as they knew my name, you know, put my big name up on the, on the tree or mention me and put me up to thank everybody, you know. And now, you know, living in a world of more than enough and being confident of the currency, when I talked about faith, that you know, money is an object of energy we put into the flow. If you have a green card, you get so much, right, with that energy. If you have a, a gold card, you get more, a platinum card more, and a black card, you can get almost everything, right? The world of more than enough. I believe faith is the aggregate, and uh, not in a religious sense, but is the aggregate of what we think, say, do, believe, and your personality traits, characteristics, obsessions, and addictions. If we aggregate all that, to me, that's faith. So if I think, say, do, and believe, and have these personality traits or frequency that have green card energy, I'm only going to get so much. Mm. If I have gold card, more platinum card faith, more. But what if I had black card faith that I could look at things and be totally abundant and say, I'm just here of service and of value and I'm humble enough to ask for help because I am not an imposter. I am worthy of everything I receive, but I'm not something that, that I don't know. I'm not something defined by what I do, how much money I make, you know, what, like all the definitions, my reputation meaning the past, you know, everything in life, one of the best lessons that I've learned is don't discount the snapshot. Um, and when I say that is we're all afraid, why, why we uh, feel like we're imposters and we're not worthy is that we're still living in snapshots of other people's definition of us or judgment of us. So when I'm with, uh, you know, my uncle, I'll give this story, uh, I, when I was 50 years old, the best thing I ever did was had 50 birthday parties to raise money to buy two community centers in Africa, impacting thousands of people. Wow. Well, my uncle came to one of those parties, a really big one, and he sat at the family table, mom, aunts, uncles, my wife. And we, we raised a lot of money that night. And my uncle's comment at the table in front of all my relatives and my wife was, oh, how much is Dave making off of this? Oh. my wife was super super offended right i have the ego has no need to be offended so she was so pissed she wanted me to go over and say something to him and i said no because this is the problem with the snapshot this is the problem with the worthiness tied to the snapshot my uncle's snapshot was that of the overselling back-end selling manipulating lying and cheating dave that he knew when i was younger which is when he spent his time with me so in his snapshot of who I was, I was that guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no capability of having a vision of who I was or no credibility of being, you know, an abundant person living in a world of more than enough because that's not the snapshot. And so what happens is we don't feel worthy. We feel like imposters because we're still living in snapshots of who we were and we're not confident enough to say, I have evolved. I've learned lessons. I have forgiven myself. I am accountable for what I've done, right? I'm grateful for those lessons. I'm grateful for, for my past and who I was. And I'm not ashamed of the fact that, you know, I have evolved and I learned lessons and made these mistakes. And I now am a person who isn't making money by raising money for charity. I give it abundantly to impact others. My life's mission, as you said at the beginning, is to impact over a billion people on earth, to make significant change on earth by empowering a thousand people to empower a thousand people to empower a thousand people to be happy, 
thousand times a thousand is a million, a million times a thousand is a billion. I mathematically have connected the dots backwards. I know I can do it. And you're one of those thousands. I know it. You're going to help me. You're going to learn how to do this and impact tons of people simply to be happy. And the business brothers are definitely part of my, my tribe. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And it's, it's funny because when you're, you're talking about an uncle like that, um, I mean, I have family, I have friends, uh, they all have set these limiting beliefs on themselves too. And, and even, you know, I, I can even go back, you know, we've only been doing the podcast almost two years. We do it every single day. We try to get somebody new on the show every single day and having the conversations with people has allowed me to open up and feel less imposter syndrome in my own skin. You know, that, that I'm capable, I can hold a conversation with the Dave Meltzers of the world and, and, and impact people in their own individual lives and spread a positive message. Um, but I still come across people and even myself at times where we have those limiting beliefs. And every time I talk to somebody who's just getting started, they're always looking for some shortcut to cut through these limiting beliefs. And it's hard for me to push or to encourage them to realize that, look, it's a daily grind and every single day. If I wanted to get a six pack, I couldn't just go to the gym one week and then expect to come out with a six pack. There's there's, you know, there's the religious work of doing this every single day. There's the habits that you get to build in every single day. How do you get across to people to help them, you know, get, uh, get through those limiting beliefs and, and see that it's not, there is no easy button to this. Yeah. So, you know, we only have the power to change ourselves, but one of the powers that we all hold is understanding. And so one of the methodologies or mechanisms that I use to help accelerate other people's learning curve is to understand why they think something. So for example, I had uh, some friends over and uh, we had just met them and their wife believed that the world was flat. Uh, for me, I've traveled around the world, both north to south and east to west, and I personally experienced the world being round. So I wanted to understand why she, why she believed that instead of trying to change her belief, right? I utilized understanding to say, let me understand why you believe that so that I can align with her belief system, which I cannot change. Mm -hmm. And by presenting other options or opportunities or whatever, we can share and grow and learn together. And there's a slight chance that she may convince me, or there's a slight chance that I may convince her to understand it differently. When you go to a place of understanding and pray for other people's happiness, that's the best way we can support them to motivate them or inspire them in order to effectuate change. Once they have the motivation or inspiration to do so, I can give them techniques like lower the bar, two minutes a day is worth more than two hours on a Saturday. You know, all these different priority tools of being a student in your calendar and making sure that you prioritize your health before anything else. That means that before you take on the Business Brothers podcast, you gotta make sure you spent your hour in, in, in health and focusing on that, whatever it may be. These are all pragmatic tools, but the first step is not to create more resistance to the limitations, but to create understanding and connection, mm. alignment with that, and then bring love, happiness, peace, and lessons and light to that matter without any resistance, without the need to be right, the need to be offended, the need to be resentful, the need to be inferior, the need to be superior, the need to be separate, anxious, frustrated, angry, all these different needs of the ego present themselves when we're trying to change others. Genuineness, just truly actually care before you even get down to the nitty gritty of the tactics, it's you genuinely care. Well, How did you, 
I got one last question for you because I know your time's precious. Um, how did you find your truth? What was it about, you know, when you finally living a life that you were living, you could have completely, you know, maintained rock star status symbol. You know, you could have kept going that lifestyle. What, what was it? What clicked in your mind that, that showed you your truth? You know, real quickly, uh, three things brought me to that realization of pursuing my truth, right? I, my truth is I'm not there yet, right? My truth is to enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of the truth, my potential, not anybody else's, but mine. Uh, real quickly, though, my dad gave me a birthday present when I was 30 years old. It was a jacket with no pockets, and I was pissed. <laughs> and I called him. I'm like, why you give me this, man? You haven't given me a birthday present in 20 years. He said, because I wanted you to remember me. I want you, it's not for wearing, it's to wear when you die. I need you to hang it in your closet to remind you every day you're just like me. And I looked at him and I said, I'm nothing like you, bro. You're a liar, a cheater, a manipulator, overseller, and a backhand seller. I'm nothing like you. And he said, just hang it in the closet. You're just like me. You, you know, I don't want you to be the richest man in the cemetery, please. So I hung it out of anger. Couple years later, I'm playing golf with my best friend. I'm working for Lee Steinberg, the most notable sports agent in the world. He's not hanging out with me at all. I'm like, hey man, why aren't you hanging out with me? We could go to the Masters together, the Super Bowl, Pro Bowl, Kentucky Derby, SB Zemis, Grammys, anything you want, bro. He's like, I don't like who you hang out with, Dave. I was like, yeah, but I'm not doing what those guys are doing. I, what, hang out with me, I'm, I'm not like those guys. He said, look, Dave, you can lie to yourself, but don't lie to me. Wow. Right? He goes. You're doing those things. I went home crying that day. Two weeks later is what changed my life when it all came together. I lied to my wife. I went to the Grammy Awards with Little John. I changed clothes in the car. I came home intoxicated and high at 5.30 in the morning. My wife was waiting for me. And for the first time in my life, my wife, who is my rock solid soul, unbelievable woman, uh, for the first time told me she wasn't happy. And she told me she was going to leave me. She told me basically I was a liar, a cheater, manipulator, overseller, back-end seller, and that I better take stock in who I was and what I wanted to become or she was out of there. Wow. Now, I would like to tell you that woke me up right when she said it, but I just got pissed. <laughs> I was resentful, angry, offended, right? I couldn't believe she had the nerve to tell me that after the life I provided. For God's sake, I had a Ferrari and a Porsche in the garage. What the hell was she talking about? A nanny living <laughs> right next to the garage. Anyway, I go to bed, I wake up in the morning and I wish I could tell you that I woke up with an epiphany and enlightenment, but I was even more pissed. I started thinking about divorce lawyers, how I could get out of this relationship, all these different things. And then I looked over and there was that jacket, mm. right? And freaking jacket. Staring I looked at right it at and you. I'm like, oh my God, just like my dad. I'm a liar a cheater, a manipulator, an overseller, and a back-end seller. And I got to take stock in who I was because I, I, I did not want to be the richest man in the cemetery. I, I didn't want to be like my dad. And it was the greatest gift my dad had ever given me. It's the greatest gift my best friend had ever given me with his advice. And for sure, it was the greatest gift my wife had ever given me the truth. And so from that time on, I started to work on pursuing my truth to be honest about myself, my worthiness, my ability to receive, my ego, all the things that I needed to learn and to love and to, 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 to live with. And that's what changed my life. Those three things combined in one miraculous, as they say, mathematical occurrence called a coincidence. Uh, 
the jacket, the friend, and my wife. Ironically, my friend, that best friend, asked my wife for me at sixth grade camp to go steady. Uh, <laughs> but everyone, she said, no, tell him to ask me himself. And so later on in life, I asked her myself, and she said, yes, I was deep into my late 20s. But there's so many coincidences that are tied into that story about what changed me 13 years ago and has made me me. It's an amazing story. And it just goes to show you, you know, those degrees of separation and the little things that happen in your life, they can really tally up to become massive impacts in who you are and those around you. So I, I totally can see why the thousand by thousand by thousand is going to get you to where you want to go. I want to say thank you for your time, Dave. I really thank appreciate you. it. Really appreciate it. I mean, all, all, everything you've, you've talked to us with our, on our show has been, uh, I mean, it's got me thinking a little bit more. It's got me focused a little bit more. And uh, I'm, I'm, I hope to uh, have a jacket with no pockets here soon. And uh, I don't want to be the richest guy in the cemetery either, my friend. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time. We are the business triplets. Thank you, insurance business brother. Business bros. <laughs> right on. Have fun. Have a good right one. On. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.